you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome to this week's episode of the Podiatry Marketing Podcast. With me today is my trustworthy friend, Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Uh, fantastic, Tyson. Doing well. Uh, cold, snowy here in Montreal, but uh, life is good. I've got no complaints. Hot and cans. It's just funny. We're on opposite <laughs> sides of the world. So let's get on to today's topic. What are we actually talking about? Today, we're going to do a deep dive into content repurposing. So, you know, there's clinics out there that uh, are you know, creating their own content. Maybe it's blog content or uh, different types of uh, content out there. And one concept I think is really, really important is that people uh, understand how to repurpose that content. You shouldn't just make a video or write a blog or uh, do a webinar and not really kind of mine that content for a maximum amount of uh, opportunities to kind of get it out there in front of your ideal patients. So, you know, content repurposing, basically the definition of this is taking existing content and altering it or reformatting it and to serve kind of a different purpose or to reach a different audience. Um, It's really about extending the life and value of this original content by adapting it and reusing it in kind of various forms. So like like I mentioned, a common thing would be, for example, we do this podcast, right, Tyson? So we spend half an hour talking to each other about a different podiatry marketing topic. And if it only lived as that podcast, I mean, it would still be a good podcast, but would anyone really know about it, right? Would we have that visibility or that awareness of people uh, if we don't put it on a Facebook group or put it on Instagram or put it on LinkedIn or put it on YouTube for videos. So, you know, when you take the time to create original high quality content, you want to make sure it gets seen. And one of the ways of doing that is by repurposing that content. That makes sense. So if somebody, say for example, they did a video and okay, they, they put the video on YouTube and you're saying from YouTube, they then put it into LinkedIn, and then they go. They put that same video on their website with the, a bit more information about, it, and then they could also post it onto their Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to try to figure out those those kind of formats where it's at, and does it kind of you know each of the little platforms kind of has their own. You know, some is going to show video more. Some is going to have more text in the post. Mm. You know, on t- TikTok, for example, it's just all short form video. Uh, you know, the kind of catchy, well edited stuff. So you kind of have to know, you know, what is the right place. So if you do, let's say, an orth- a video about orthotics, um, it could be something where you just do that video, maybe a short write up. Maybe sometimes you either have a staff member or another physician in your group, or maybe even utilizing a little bit of chat GPT or AI in order to kind of, you know, make sure it's, you know, correct, but you can really kind of quickly produce not only the video, but also that different formats that can kind of go on those different outposts or different social media channels. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense because sometimes you'll put a lot of effort into some you know, putting these things together. You might think about a, a um, well, I look at some podiatrists and look at some of the blogs that they've written and I'll read some of the blogs and they're really, they're written very well. And that's the only place I ever see it. They write it, they put it on the website. And, and I know some people don't like being in front of a, a video camera. And I know other people could take that blog and they might even have a teleprompter and they can stand there looking right at the camera and be able to talk through it and look like an absolute professional. But they don't always do it. Sometimes they'll do a video here, they'll write a fantastic blog, but they don't convert that blog into a video. And they've, they've already put the time and effort into actually creating the blog. So it's just taking that one step further. 
Yeah, a lot of people say that, you know, 20 or 20% of the time you do content creation should be about creating it. And then the other 80% should be about distributing it and putting it out, out there for people to see. Because if you're spending 99% of the time developing this amazing blog or this amazing video, but no one's seeing it, um, you're, you're kind of, uh, <laughs> you're just kind of digging yourself a hole. It's not that you're necessarily wasting time, but you know, if, you know, if a tree falls in the, in the forest and no one's around it, you know, is, is, does it make a sound? Right. So it's no, a similar it thing with, it any doesn't, type of <laughs> it doesn't make a sound from what, but, from what someone but told me. But it's one of those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's gotta be true then, right? If someone told you that, but, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you really have to, uh, it, and it's not only necessarily for the marketing of your practice. You know, I'm talking a lot about. You know, we talk a lot about digital marketing, digital channels, but also it can be if you want to, you know, get more speaking gigs, either at conferences or community events. If you have video, photo, someone from your staff can take pictures of you doing those different types of things. It can also be a way to get more of those types of, uh, of events or those types of that type of work. If you want to get more into the speaking gig or, you know, really, you know, kind of help showcase um, your, your kind of personal public speaking for example yeah so what sort of what what sort of content are you saying they should start with repurposing what's what's the most common what's the easiest stuff for people to start doing <laughs> yeah i mean it's a combination of like what's easiest and what most people are comfortable what are people most comfortable with right so, so and like you mentioned some people are just not comfortable in front of a camera right so mm. well and i said that like if you go back to the first time i ever did a video myself and i watched it i went you look like an idiot. You sound funny. It just, it was terrible. Now, I'm probably doing exactly the same thing. The only thing that's improved is the sound and the lighting, which definitely helps. But I still sound exactly the same. I go back to the original videos, I still sound the same. So we're really critical with it about how we look, how we sound. Uh, do I have a shiny head? All that type of thing. <laughs> Not if you wear the makeup that I gave you. I, I keep coming back to that. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm not going to pull it out one day. I'll put it on while we're, on, while we're actually on here and <laughs> dab it on my head. So is, is it the same one that you currently use? <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, but, but getting back to what you're talking about here. Yeah. So like, like I think the kind of the, the fork in the road is uh, visual, I guess, visual, written, or audio content, yeah. right? So... Um, I think we've talked about a little bit these different types of content, but you know, I think a visual and they can all kind of combine into each other, right? So if you have a great blog topic, like you mentioned, you can look at the camera, you can you can basically read uh, your blog in a way that's helpful. It doesn't just have to be like a video of you staring at a camera for five minutes. Mm. You can um, splice in some video. You can splice in some, you know, you if it's an orthotic talk, you can show the orthotics. There can be images. There can be uh, more than just that if if you're doing that. So video, written, or audio is kind of the best place to start, um, and then then you can kind of that those kind of large pieces of content can basically be broken into what we call like micro content, right? So if you gave a you you, t you gave a talk at a local community thing, um, and you're up in front talking about diabetes, for example. You could have you could splice out a thirty second clip and put it on in your Instagram, yeah. or two minutes onto your LinkedIn, or maybe they just took a photo of you in front of the group and you could talk about you know why it's important to you know get out there and public speak um, just to get the reps in so you get better at it. So you know I would say 
you want to have something that's kind of more long form. It's, you know, the long form video, the long form written, you know, 500 to 1,000 words written. Or if you're doing something like this where you're doing just an audio only podcast, there's ways of making audiograms that are pretty simple, some different tools that are available. I think maybe later on uh, next month we'll get into maybe some some tool talk where some, we kind of break down some of the yeah. tools that we use and tools we think could be helpful for podiatry clinics. But it really starts with that, that larger audio, video, and written stuff. And then you can break it down into those, I'd say, like micro content uh, social channels to really help gain the awareness for that long form stuff you've created. Well, it is because, and sometimes too, people, I don't know, they consume things differently. Some people like to sit there and read a really long article because they're into wanting to read a long article. I get bored after about the second paragraph. I'm not someone that really likes reading long articles. I'd much rather, if that article was converted to an audiogram that was purely just a picture of whatever it was, and they read the article and I just had to listen to it for three minutes, I'd much rather that. I'd rather just take it in and listen to it. Or if they took part of that article and the main points and did a, a quick 45, 60 second video, just give me the points from it, I would much prefer that. But to sit there and read something, even if it's only five minutes, I don't know, I just, it's not me. I can read a book because I know I'm reading a book. But a blog, I'd rather, much rather watch a video or actually listen to something. No, for sure. And I, th I think it's one of those things too where some people will get a little bit concerned about, so what am I going to talk about, right? Like I, this all sounds kind of interesting to me, but what am I actually going to talk about? And it really should be about what kind of care do you want to provide patients? Mm. Uh, that, that's a huge opportunity to position yourself as an expert. Let's say you love treating runners. So what are those five or 10 different topics about running injuries you just completely love and can really you know, spend you know, 20, 30 minutes talking about on video? And then, like you said, chop it up into different ways. There's tools now that can take video, transcribe it, so you basically almost have the, the, bo the bones for a solid blog after you, you know, outlined it. Um, you know, you can have a video of it, you can have all kinds of stuff. So I think it really wants, it's your opportunity to showcase the type of patients you want to take care of. And like you said, it by either putting it on your website or propagating it on social media, um, you know, maybe it's 10 or 20, you know, sometimes we get a little, you know, in this kind of organic age of, uh, social media marketing where the, the numbers aren't as big as they used to be, but if you're still getting, you know, 50 to hundred views of a video, um, chances are there's, there's going to be people that you know, kind of fall into that niche of type of patient you want to treat. So, you know, if you only, you know, two or three of those people come from, you know, 20 or 30 minutes of work, that's, that, that's definitely worth it. So I would say that, you know, when it comes to topics, make sure you're focusing on the type of care with the procedures or the type of patient you want to take care of. Focus on those topics first. Yeah. And I think it's really important too, to remember you're creating the content for your patients and your future patients you're not creating the content for other podiatrists if, if it's for your clinic. So for me, for example, if I do a right. video, I'm doing the video, I'm doing a video for podiatrists. I'm not doing videos for patients because it's business or it's marketing related. But if you've got your podiatry clinic and you're talking about a running problem, is think about where where is that, you know, who is it you're talking to? Is it someone who isn't a patient yet? Is it somebody who's already a patient? Is it somebody who's been a patient in the past and you want them to come back? So think about, where they are in that journey of of coming to your clinic and try and really put it out of your head that another podiatrist might be watching it because it's not for them. So sometimes you might say something that, you know, sometimes you've you got to say something that's not, not technically right, but it makes sense for the patient. I don't know if you've ever been in that position, Jim. That you'll <laughs> explain it and like there might be 
eight things that make it make sense, but if you explain all eight, it'll just confuse the patient. So you break it down to four things. Oh, these are the four things you need to do. But a podiatrist would go, oh, but what about those other four? Yeah, but these are the main four. So I think it's just important to remember you're doing it for the patient, you're not doing it for the for a podiatrist. And if, a podi- and if anyone commented on what you did, it doesn't matter as long as the patients are enjoying the content you're creating. No, that's a perfect uh, point there because I think you really have to cater your message to the audience you're going after. So, you know, if you're, and I think a good exercise for people is to, you know, if you're on Instagram or if you're on LinkedIn and you read a message from another podiatrist there, who are they trying to talk to? Yeah. And I'm on LinkedIn, you know, I see some podiatrists talking to other podiatrists about AI, some podiatrists talking to other physicians about kind of direct care and different things like that. Everyone's, you know, I don't think, for example, like LinkedIn is probably not the place where you're going to be talking to patients. So, you know, being able to kind of adapt your message or only use the channels kind of for the type of audience you're going after. So if you are going after podiatrists, other healthcare providers, or maybe some manufacturers, LinkedIn is probably a good channel for that. Mm. But if you're really trying to talk to your patients, you know, places like uh, Link, uh, LinkedIn is not the place. So some of like Instagram maybe something like where they can discover you. Um, you know, I would say also maybe, you know, I, I joke around about TikTok, but there are a lot of young people on that channel, maybe for a little bit of older folks, um, like, like myself and Tyson, some people are still on Facebook. So you wanna make sure they're adapting your content, these different channels, whether it be who you're talking to or kind of what format that content is in, but it's a really, really important that the message you're sending is in the right place. Because if you're, uh, for example, if you're trying to like, uh, find patients on Twitter. I, I mean, if anyone in the audience here, you know, feel free to email Tyson and myself about it, but I don't think there's many kind of patient-physician relationships that are kind of bolstered by, by a, a kind of a healthy uh, tweet stream. So you know, make sure you, you're going after those channels where you know that your message will be heard by a certain number of people. That's why I refer to it as Twitter. Because <laughs> it's just... Like, I don't think there's any patient out there who's just, or even, you know, just waiting to hear what you want to say on Twitter. It's, it, it's just not, a, I don't think it's that sort of platform. Unless you happen to be in that, like, celebrity podiatry realm. And there's a, they're few and far between. I know a couple. Yeah, there's a few out there on the t- that have their own TV shows, but uh, besides, the rest of us are uh, on YouTube and, 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 and podcasts. So. Yeah, but I think it's right there. Like, even TikTok, if you've got a lot younger, a demographic that that might work. I was listening to a, a podcast a couple of years ago, and it was a builder, and he's got like half a million followers on TikTok because he just doing building stuff. And he said, "Who would have thought? I'm a 40 year old builder, and I've got half a million followers on TikTok, and then he's getting sponsors from building companies." And he said he went on there just for a joke to show that he could put a nail in a thing and just hammer it in with one hit, and then yeah. all of a sudden he started doing a few videos on what could he. Yeah, where, where could he hammer these nails into? And then he started explaining how you looked after your hammer and then they're looking after other tools and all of a sudden there's massive following. Just incredible. So podiatrists <laughs> yeah, could do the same happens. thing. Yeah, some are doing that. on, on If you, you're on YouTube and TikTok, they're, they're doing all kinds of ingrown toenails and gross stuff coming out of people's feet uh, on TikTok. But uh, I don't know if that attracts patients, but it's all kind of what you're trying to go for. Um, last but not least, I would roughly say that um, make sure you maintain consistency and quality of the content that you're repurposing, making sure that kind of initial piece of kind of pillar content is of high quality, um, it reflects well on you and your clinic. You don't just want to go for the, the views. 
there's not really any benefit of doing that. You want to have, uh, you want to build your reputation, kind of display your expertise. So it's really, really important that your clinic's voice and values shine through all this. So mm. um, I think it's also important that while we we're talking about kind of repurposing the content in a lot of channels, make you really want to make sure that that first piece of content is really good. And maybe at first you're only sending it to Instagram or to LinkedIn, depending on what kind of who you're trying to talk to. Don't try to do all the things at once, but by maintaining consistency and quality um, and repurposing your content and creating good content in the first place, it can have a really positive impact on your practice. Yeah, the only point I was going to say just about it, when you're repurposing content too, especially if it's video, is think about where you are in the shot for when you go to repurpose <laughs> it. So if you're doing a, a 16 by 9 uh, video and you're standing towards one side just remember if you're then going to put that on say youtube shorts you're not going to be in it you won't automatically be in the screen just your nose will be so just be aware of that and sometimes like you said sometimes you don't know what's going to resonate with people and what's not going to resonate so i've had two short videos recently on a youtube that i posted one was when i was at the bears game in the nfl and all they did i just recorded the kickoff and the guy dropped the ball, and I, I said something when he dropped the ball. And I just put that up there, not even thinking about it, and next thing it was like 1,500 views, and I went, <laughs> made no sense. And then we are at a restaurant, and I recorded something that was on our table. We were at this thing called Petite Chef, and this little like three-inch chef runs around. It's like a projector. It's amazing. It was really yep. good. Anyway, I shot saw this, the video. Yeah, I shot this like 27-second video, put it up there, and next thing it was like 4,000 views. So sometimes you don't know what is going to just grab someone's attention. Absolutely. And then other times I've done a short where I think, this is really good, and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> you get seven views and you go, seriously, that was a good one. Yeah, you got to experiment a little bit, right? But it is that consistency that's really what counts. You know, they, you know we can have all kinds of ideas. We can have a plan. But until we put the, that plan into action... It's not going to go anywhere. So take that first step, repurpose some content, make some you know good, high quality, original content as well, and you know see where it takes your practice. Yeah, and even as an example for you and I, I think when we first did this podcast, it was a video on. Did we use Zoom the first time? No, we've used Riverside the entire and, time. But okay, uh, then it was Riverside, yeah. and now we're we're testing something else out at the moment. Squadcast. Yep. Got to so, keep experimenting. Yeah, you just got to keep testing things out, and I've done that so many times myself you just keep testing different things until you find what what suits you and what's what you're going to be comfortable using absolutely i think if anyone has found uh value from today's uh, chat definitely uh subscribe on itunes you know, if you have questions about how to repurpose content what are some good tools to use definitely um you know contact tyson or myself we're happy to uh put you you know give you some links give you some ideas i think it's definitely a topic we'll touch on in the not too distant future but uh but until then um you know thanks so much for uh the chat today tyson yep it's been fantastic jim and i will see you next week whoa we're getting close to christmas very exciting sounds good tyson okay bye bye thanks for listening to podiatry marketing with tyson franklin and jim mcdonald subscribe and learn more at podiatry marketing that's the website address, podiatry.marketing.